This is Witness Radio with Ryan Muniak, where you learn biblical evangelism from real-life encounters. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Our feedback line is 513-900-8070, and the website is witnesstalkradio.org. Don't forget to subscribe to Witness Radio on your favorite podcast app. This episode of Witness Radio is brought to you by Audible. I know you like listening to stuff because you're listening to me right now. So go to witnesstalkradio.org slash audible and sign up for a free audiobook and 30-day trial today. So today I've got a clip of these two college students, these guys that are talking to me about the Super Bowl from a few weeks ago, and unfortunately they were rooting for the losers. Anyway... They were talking to me about the Super Bowl, and they almost threw me for a loop because I wasn't expecting them to know as much as they did about football and about the Super Bowl. So this is a a great clip for anyone who wants to learn how to witness to people who are sports fans. If you want to try and get into a gospel conversation with someone who's all about sports, this is a good interview for you to listen to. And there's actually a ministry where its main focus is sharing the gospel with sports fans. It's called Sports Fan Outreach International, SFOI.org. And they're a great ministry. They go all over the world to numerous sporting events and They go there just to share the gospel, and it's a great ministry. You should definitely check them out if you have a burden for lost souls at sporting events or for those who love sports that aren't saved. You should check them out, sfoi.org, Sports Fan Outreach International. Make sure you tell them that I sent you. But anyway, let's get into the clip, and we'll dissect it and figure out exactly what's going on in the clip and how best to witness to someone that's a sports fan. Cohen and Malik were on the campus today. We're talking to people about the Super Bowl. It's coming up this Sunday, only a couple of days away. Uh, let, let me start off. Who's playing? Atlanta Falcons and New England Patriots. All right. So you guys know more than I do already. <laughs> All right. So real quick, I just want to interrupt there and say, Yes, they actually did know more than me because I am not a football guy. As you'll find out in a minute, I'm from Cleveland. I'm from where they have the Browns, where there's jokes about there only being one Super Bowl that they can ever make it to. Yeah, so that's why I'm not really a sports fan or at least a football fan, is because I come from there. And that's why I really have no interest in football. But let's continue. Who, who are you guys rooting for? Falcons. Falcons. Okay. So why why would you say, why are the Falcons going to win the Super Bowl? Let me go with Cohen first. I think their offense is really good. Matt Ryan's a good quarterback, good field general. They also have really good wide receivers, Gabriel, Julio Jones, solid core on offense. And I think New England has a good defense, but if they can get an offense to compete with them, it'll be a good game. And Matty Ice is Matty Ice for a reason. He doesn't he doesn't quit when it comes to clutch time. And at that point, I thought, this might not work as well as I had planned it. Because my idea for going into this interview was to talk to someone and see if they could remember 
previous year's Super Bowl winners. And when this guy comes out with all this information about the people playing on a team and everything, I was a little worried. I was a little concerned because I realized, uh oh, I don't only have a sports fan on my hands. I've got like a super fan, an uber fan, and he's going to throw a wrench into the works. But it all worked out in the end. Let's continue listening. What about you, Malik? You know, I just think the Falcons are ready for the moment. They haven't been to the Super Bowl, and they're looking to get their first championship. They got a lot of young players and a good core that's ready to just take over the NFL and start a new era. Okay. Now, uh, just totally off topic, I'm originally from Cleveland. So what one piece of advice do you think the Falcons should give to the Browns to you know, stop being horrible? Uh, they need to stop taking quarterbacks first overall. They need to start with the defense and the offensive line and work their way out so they're better. Okay. What about you? Stop trading away draft picks. They need to work with what they get and keep people that they have there instead of letting them leave and just trying to trade up and get younger players that are just going to leave again. So. All right. So, Cleveland, if you're listening, do something that you aren't doing because what you're doing is horrible. Anyway. So, now, going a little deeper, we're talking about this year's Super Bowl, Falcons versus the Patriots, right? What about last year? Do you, know, do you remember who played the Super Bowl last year? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was, uh, yeah, it was Patriots and Seahawks? No, Denver. Yeah. Denver oh, versus Denver. Carolina. Denver won. Uh, yeah, that is- okay. And you remember who won. Very good. Yeah. All right. So, how about two years ago? Who played? Who won? That one was New England beat Seattle. Oh, yeah, that was. And then, yep, Marshawn Lynch didn't get the ball. They ended up losing. They threw it on the goal line, uh, and Malcolm Mitchell picked it off. Or Malcolm Butler, one of the two. You got to be a (laughs) diehard football guy. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I'm going to put you to the test. Okay. Five years ago. What was football? So that would be 2012? Right. Okay. Which, by the way, the fact that he said 2012 is five years ago, my mind was just like blown. Really? Five years ago was still in the double digits of 2000s? Man, the years are just flying by. And yes, I did feel old. That would have been a year after the Steelers beat Arizona. First, who was the NFC team? It might have been the Seahawks. It might have been Patriots Seahawks then too. No, that was a year before that. I think it. I'm gonna go with Green Bay and the Steelers. Aaron Rodgers beat Green Bay that year, or Aaron Rodgers beat the Steelers that year in the Super Bowl. I think. Am I wrong or am I right? Do you guys know the answer? You guys. I don't. Okay. Well, if I'm right, then cool. But now I do know the answer thanks to Google. The answer is. The Giants beat the Patriots in 2012. So he got that wrong, which is going to make a profound statement in just a moment as we continue the interview. The reason I'm asking is I'm leading up to this question. What does it matter in the long run? In in the grand scheme of things, what does the Super Bowl matter? Well, it depends on your perspective, because we just came from a, a rhetoric class, actually. So, Sophist, he believed on 
many different v- points of views, little T's. So to the football players, it could be life or death or it could just be a game. For the average fan, it could just be their favorite team playing. But then for anybody else that doesn't know sports, it could mean nothing. So it's basically on who you are as a person, if, if sports are involved with you or not. What about you, Cohen? Uh, I like watching like people coming out of the drafts and like high school high schooler footballs and basketball players getting recruited. So like for me to watch some of the people that I've been like growing up watching get to the Super Bowl, like Julio Jones, like nine years ago he was getting he was signing his college uh, letter of intent. So like and I remember watching that at my house. So that's kind of a cool feeling to me. I think it's a really big big moment for you know being a fan for me to watch these guys grow up but uh i mean to some yeah it's not it's not a big deal and it shouldn't matter any more than you know the world series or the finals of basketball but to me i think this is the biggest game i look forward to because i'm more into football than other sports even though i really do like all sports though yeah and now we see that i asked the question what does it matter in the grand scheme of things and the answers that they gave really had nothing to do with the grand scheme of things in life. It was all very temporary-minded, nothing to deal with, you know, the the future. Very present-minded, I should say. The reason I bring this up, you know, the grand scheme of things, is because so many people are focused on the Super Bowl coming up this Sunday. You know, it's what, three four hours long you know they make they some people will even revolve their entire day their week their month all around this one game this four hour time period and after that time's up that's it It, it, it's it's gone it's in the past and it almost loses all of the inherent value once the time is over once you know, that final time clock, you know, gets to zero. I don't know if they use buzzers or not. Fourth quarter, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I'm a hockey guy, so I, yeah. I, I know the buzzer yeah, is, is the end. Period, so, yeah. Speaking of hockey, uh, go Penguins, go Blue Jackets, and for my local team, go Cyclones. You're listening to Witness Radio. Do you enjoy listening to Witness Radio? Would you like to help us continue making great content for you? Then please visit witnesstalkradio.org slash audible and sign up for a free 30-day trial of Audible. You'll get a free audiobook of your choice and you'll be supporting this show. Need a suggestion? How about Raising Godly Children in an Ungodly World by Ken Ham and Steve Ham? It doesn't cost you a dime, but it's a huge help to us and you get a free audiobook out of the deal. So go to witnesstalkradio.org slash audible and start your free trial today. Imagine Jesus walking onto your local college campus. What would he say? Would he be like Matthew chapter 9, seeing the people harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd? And say, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. At Christian Collegiate Network, we are sending workers into the harvest. We are training students how to proclaim the glorious gospel. If you want to support our ministry at Christian Collegiate Network by becoming a campus leader or financially, go to changeyourcampus.com. You know you should read your Bible every day, but things just seem to get in the way. How would you like it if someone else did the reading for you? Bible 365 is a new podcast that reads your daily dose of scripture for you. There's no annoying chapter breaks to distract you or personal commentary to confuse you. Just listen to God's Word on Bible 365 and you'll get through the whole Bible in one year. 
Go to muniacfamily.com slash Bible365 or find Bible365 on your favorite podcast app. The children of Lima, Peru face many difficulties. Hunger, neglect, abuse, and most importantly, a lack of the gospel. Heart of Christ Ministry seeks to bring the gospel and to fulfill the other needs of the children. Please consider partnering with us. You can sponsor a child for just $25 a month, and there are many other ways to help. Please visit hofcm.org. You're listening to Wendy's Radio. You know, in the grand scheme of things, what really matters is where we will spend eternity when we die. You know, Super Bowl, four hours long, short amount of time. Your lives... 70, 80 years, maybe 100 years if you're lucky. But that's still a short amount of time compared to eternity. So let me ask you guys, Cohen, Malik, where will you go when you die? Where will you spend eternity? Well, honestly, I grew up in the church, but that's too complex for me to answer at the moment. So Malik says he grew up in the church, but that's too complex for him to answer in the moment, which tells me... He may have grown up in the church, but the church is not in him. Basically, I'm saying that he's not born again. He's not saved. Because if he were saved, he would know how to answer this. I just learned too much throughout my years of school for me to even comment on that, because I do have religious beliefs, but then there's also scientific, I guess, theory or, or proof that, that sway me different ways, so I can't, I can't answer that question. Parents, did you hear what Malik said? He said he has religious beliefs. But schooling has taught him differently, and science tells him differently. And you can see very clearly which one he's choosing to believe over the other. Science, or what is put out there as science, anyway. And time and time again, we see this in past interviews on the show, is these kids, these college kids, these students, they give up their Christian worldview the one that they inherited from their parents, because they're not Christians, they just have the Christian worldview that was given to them by their parents, and they give that up for the worldly worldview, or the non-biblical, the non-Christian worldview. They don't know why the Christian worldview is the right worldview, and why the other worldviews are wrong. This is something that we as Christian parents need to remember need to keep in the back of our minds at all times, what am I doing to show my children that the Christian worldview is the right worldview? How am I training them up? The Bible says, train up your children in the way they should go, and when they are older, they will not depart from it. That's a general practice. That's not a definite promise, but it's a general practice. So don't think that that's God saying, if you raise your children up, they will definitely become Christian. No, it's not saying that. Anyway, we should guide our children. We should help them to know the Bible, to know that it's true, to know that God exists, that it's the Christian God, the one true God, and that while there's nothing wrong with believing in real science, because real science doesn't contradict God, real science confirms God. If you don't believe me, go to AnswersInGenesis.org, go to ICR.org, go to CreationToday.org. Plenty of places for you to 
find resources where science confirms the Bible instead of contradicting it. But we need to make sure that we are training our children in the ways of God and showing them not only that they can trust God, but how they can defend the truth of God against a sea of unwavering lies. Because that's what they're going to get in the world. Lie after lie after lie. And just look at any liberal news station. You see all of the alternative facts being spewed out like it's truth. My wife just today was at the doctor's office and they had CNN on their TV screen. And in the 10 minutes, that's right, only 10 minutes that she was in the waiting room, she saw pretty much nothing but different stories that were veiled attempts at bashing President Trump. Not to say that I'm for or against Trump, but it's obvious that CNN is against Trump. And of course, that's probably because he called them fake news, which I agree with. They are fake news because they have a serious bent towards the liberal agenda. Anyway, getting back on track, parents, train up your children in the ways of God and train them how to trust the ways of God and believe the ways of God. Don't be afraid to show them evolution and and other worldviews, but help them to see why those worldviews aren't true. What about you, Cohen? This is my last remark because I got to get going, but I will be in the ground. My body, my vessel will be in the ground. My spirit, and it's maybe it may be some euphoric heaven it may be something else but i think energy is a major thing you live your life negatively your perception of hell will come to life when you die you will spend your eternity of your soul in hell but if you believe you are a good person throughout your life your energy has been positive your ultimatum of dying will be going to heaven whatever you believe heaven is whatever you believe your ultimatum is but yeah that's basically it i believe i will be in the ground and my spirit will go wherever i think i should after you know hopefully another 30 40 years of life all right so cohen actually believes something that he's made up himself because it's really a hodgepodge of different religious beliefs you've got uh some sense of hinduism in there buddhism you also got universalism maybe a bit of i want to say Christian, because he did mention heaven and hell, Christian or Jewish type beliefs in there. But it's really just an amalgamation of different worldviews, different religions, and he packs it all into one, however he feels it should work. But the one thing that I noticed that he mentioned is it's however you feel or wherever you feel you should go. Basically, he's saying, I'm God. I decide. It's up to me. Wherever I want to go, that's where I go. He's playing God. And when he stands before the one true God, he will realize that he was in grave error. And he will wish that he had the opportunity to repent at that time. But it will be too late. Because the Bible says, it is appointed for man once to die. And after that comes judgment. All right, let me share with you guys real quick what what I believe. So... You can't be a good person. The Bible says there are none good, no, not one. We all desire to do that which is evil, that which is against God. But God is holy and righteous, and he created you and me and all of us. And he says that you must be perfect to enter heaven, but none of us are. 
So we all deserve to spend eternity in hell because we've broken God's law by lying or stealing, using God's name like a curse word. You hear that all the time in sports games. So now, real quick, the reason I'm going through this gospel message so fast and not making it as personal to them is because Cohen had mentioned he had to get going, which I found out after the interview, he really did have to get going. He had to go like half hour, 45 minutes away, and he was running late. So that's why the gospel message is so quick here at the end. But I did still try to make it somewhat personal to them by mentioning the blasphemy that is in sports games that you hear a lot of sports people use. But even though we all deserve hell, God made a way for us to escape hell by sending Jesus Christ to this earth. He died on the cross to pay for your sin, and he rose three days later defeating death. He says if you repent or turn away from your sinful nature, your desire to do what's evil and turn to God by putting your faith in Jesus and what he did on that cross, then you can have eternal life. And it's only then that you can have eternal life through Jesus and what he did on the cross. He paid for your sins with his blood. So hopefully uh, that makes a little bit of sense to you guys. All right. So closing thoughts. When you're sharing the gospel with someone, always try and tie it back to the conversation that you've been having with them. Like I mentioned a moment ago, I tied blasphemy back into sports, how a lot of people will use blasphemy in sports, whether it's OMG or something worse. You hear it quite frequently. The other tie-in back to the conversation was I talked about how God created us because of Malik's statements about science and believing in science over the Bible or over his religious views. That brought that back into view, that we are not some cosmic accident, but we were created by God, and we are accountable to him. And that's why evolution was created in the first place, is because people don't want to be accountable to the creator. But even if they deny him, they're still accountable. Anyway, that was my interview with Cohen and Malik, two very nice guys on the campus. I pray that they will think about what I shared with them, and hopefully they will be saved one day. Definitely think I probably put a little bit of a damper on their watching of the Super Bowl a few weeks ago because this was right before the game, and they're probably watching that game thinking, oh man, this reminds me of that dude that talked to me about Jesus. What am I going to do? Well, I hope that I didn't ruin the game for them, but I hope that they did have those thoughts come up during the game, and I hope that the Holy Spirit convicts them of their sin at least their sin of idolatry, because they are trusting in, as far as Cohen goes, in himself, making himself to be God, and Malik is trusting in science over God. So he's making science to be his God. I pray that they would both repent, turn from their sin, and trust in Jesus Christ before it's too late, because they will go to hell without Christ, without that shed blood redeeming them from their sin. So before I go... I wanted to remind you guys that because it's Black History Month, we're giving away a free copy of One Race, One Blood from Master Books. If you don't know why we're doing that, go back to the previous episode where I interviewed Dr. Ware. He's one of the authors of that book. Great interview, great guy. 
You can enter to win a free copy at witnesstalkradio.org. Go to the giveaway page. You have until the end of February, February 28th, 2017 to enter. If you don't win, then you can still get the book. I mean, you can buy it. We'll put a link in the show notes so that you can find it. And that link will actually help to support the show if you buy the book or anything else once you click that link. But one more thing, I would like to start doing a transition challenge at the end of every episode. And it's part of a partnership that I have with another radio show or podcast called The Breakdown with Aaron Barker. He's a buddy of mine. He just got onto an AM station here in Cincinnati where I broadcast from or where I podcast from. And he wanted me to create a small segment for him for his radio show once a week. And I thought, you know what? If I'm going to be doing that for his show, I might as well throw it on my show as well. And anyway, today's transition topic is the breakdown. So how would I transition from the breakdown into a gospel conversation? Well, I would probably say something like, excuse me, have you, have you guys heard about this new show on 1320 AM called The Breakdown? Yeah, it, it's an AM station here in Cincinnati, WCBG. And it, it's a whole show that, that focuses on current events with a Christian worldview. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. What do you think about current events? Do you have a Christian worldview when you, when you look at current events, or do you have some other worldview? What, what is your worldview? What do you believe? Oh, that's interesting. See, I, I also have a Christian worldview. The Christian worldview says that if you have sinned against a holy and righteous God, then you deserve hell. But you can have eternal life if you turn from your sinful nature and trust in Jesus Christ alone. And that is how I would transition from the Breakdown Radio Show into a gospel message. Now, obviously, there are some missing parts there, depending on who I'm talking to and what they say. I would have to find other ways to transition into it, but that's a general outline or overview of what I would say in a situation like that. What do you think? Do you, would you transition in a different way? Let me know. 513-900-8070 is the feedback line, or go to witnesstalkradio.org and, and shoot me an email. I want to know how you would transition from the breakdown into the gospel message. And if you have a transition topic that you would like me to transition, maybe you've got one to stump me with, send it in. Let me know what it is. If you call the feedback line or send me an email at witnesstalkradio.org, I will be happy to, if it's appropriate, of course, nothing, nothing bad, nothing adult or explicit, but I would be happy to use it on a future episode. Okay? So send that in to me. But anyway, thanks you guys for listening to another episode of Witness Radio. Make sure you visit witnesstalkradio.org to find the show notes and leave feedback. Don't forget to join us over on social media, Facebook, Twitter, whatnot, and share this episode with your friends because they need to hear the gospel. They need to know how to share the gospel, and that's what we do here. We teach people how to share the gospel, and we share the gospel. But now that the show is over, it's time for you to go. That is, to go into all the world and proclaim the gospel. May God bless you. This show has been a production of the Muniac family. Please pray for us as we continue to minister in the tri-state area and around the globe with Christ-centered programs.